Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All righty, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Good show today. We have J.R. Havlin. He's an old friend of mine. One of the original Daily Show writers, like from day one, pre-John Stewart. So he has a lot to talk about. It's very interesting. I have some interesting tour dates coming up. Friday, November 7th, Boston Comedy Festival. Then the 14th, I have Portland, Mississippi Studios, and the next night is Tacoma Comedy Club. December 19th, I'll be in, uh, where will I be? Oh, in Denver at the Oriental Theater. January, I'm going to be in Oklahoma City, Houston. You can go to ToddBerry.com, follow me on Twitter at ToddBerry. Go to feralaudio.com. They bring you this podcast. You can donate to their podcast. You don't have to donate to mine. But you can donate to the other podcasts if you like. Okay, here's J.R. Havlin, everyone. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it? Yeah. Uh, What are you feeling? I'm feeling like I'm doing my impression of Todd Berry. Really? We don't want to open with that. No? No. Let's not open. Let's not do this. Well, it's, it's to too late, man. All right. No, I just ate a. I just ate a burger. Did you? What did you eat today? I didn't eat yet. I had. Uh, oh, I went out with the kids and got pancakes so the wife could sleep in. It's the kind of guy I am. You get you got them pancakes. So yeah. This, I should point out it's the day after Halloween. It is. So you loaded them up on candy. Yeah. And then to even things out, you got them pancakes. Don't really load them up with, on candy. They're too. Oh, no? They're young enough where you fool them into saying, you know, they're two and four. You say <laughs> no. You have another one later. So they end up with like a Reese's and, you know, a half a Snicker bar. Right. And then they get home and they forget. They go to sleep. You hide the candy. They wake up. They don't even know they have candy in the house now. How old are they? Two and four. Oh, so did you take them trick-or-treating? Yeah. Like in your building? Yeah. Yeah, in the building and then in the, the neighbors, some neighbors had a thing. Does your building have a system? Like my building has a system where you sign up. Yeah, you got to sign up. You and can't just go knocking on random doors. You yeah, never know what you're going to get. This ain't the suburbs. We had one lady at this building. She comes out. She had like a fucking Twizzler hanging out of her mouth or something. Like it was a tongue. It was really weird. I couldn't tell if this was part of a costume or not. Yeah. She was just a strange woman. And then she just digs in with her hand to a loose bag of candy corn and throws it into our kid's thing. And we're like, get, let's get out of here, kids. Ew, that's, yeah. that's just, what the hell is that? That's like, wrong on every level. Yeah. it's. I, I expect her to say, like, do you want a sip of my lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You're just grabbing handfuls oh of candy. God, that's just... that's. <laughs> That's, what uh, year are you living in? Yeah, I don't think that was there was maybe I'm trying to think a year where that would be acceptable. But I no, I well, you know, yeah, that would that might anything, but like said mid 70s and earlier. Like, That's a long time ago. That would be like uh you're not eating that candy corn kids. No. We'll go to an extra house just to uh, apartment just to make up for that. That's right. That's cr- that thing that's got to be that's delusional because it's it's gross, but it's also it must be a money a cost-cutting thing. 
I, I don't you know. It's a big ass, like fancy building. Who knows? Really? Uh, you know, no. It's Some just that. I mean, anybody cheap, who's yeah. doing that just doesn't have their head on straight. Some of those people are cheap. Though. You don't recognize there's something wrong with that. So, did you? Was your house one of the ones where people could trick or treat? No, because we're out with both of them. So oh, then, yeah. yeah. So then, inside our building, we don't. We uh, you know, ours is on. We always start up on the top. We make our way down with the kids, play in the lobby for a little while. And uh, by that time, they're all loaded up, so they don't need anything out of us. <laughs> we don't need to go buy, uh, you know, go to Costco. I'd like to be to think I was like the cool guy who would be, stay home and give out really good candy. Oh, that's the cool guy? <laughs> Not yeah, the but... guy who's got seven parties that he's invited to? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the cool guy's the guy that's home <laughs> cool handing out candy to <laughs> children. Home on a Friday night. Mr. Cool. Costumed. There Costumed. Is cool. There is something cool about that, though. Mm, I'm not sure what it is. You, you can get back to me on it. Um, so it's yesterday was Halloween. Today is November first, my 27th anniversary in comedy. So we're gonna turn, really we're gonna turn this around and make it wow. about me. Yeah, no, let's do that. When was it, well, it's a podcast after all. So right. why do we do podcasts? That's true. I do like 45 minutes about me. Then yeah, if you get 15 minutes, it's called guess. the Todd Berry podcast. It it's not called the J.R. Havlin. No, why would it be? Be really? strange. Probably get more listeners, but I know. Listen, Whatever it's up to it you. It's a business decision. Let's get into it, though. All right. Uh, when did you start doing? Are you back doing? Twenty thirty years ago today. Seriously? No. <laughs> It'd be funny if we both yeah. had the exact. Twenty nine years ago today, I was behind some guy, terrible comic, oh, little guy, looked like you, but oh man, the oh, he kept doing that. Was wiggling his finger around, <laughs> uh, <laughs> threatening the audience constantly. I when did I? Eighty eight. It's when I moved out here. Yeah, it was the end, end of eighty eight from California. Where in California? San Francisco, the Bay Area. I wasn't yeah. in San Francisco. I was, so you didn't start comedy in San Francisco? No. No. That's a good, that was a good comedy scene, though. That I, is a good comedy scene. Uh, I think so, yeah. I don't know what it was like back then, but it was probably it wasn't better. on my mind. It was probably better. Mind. So your first time was in New York, man. Yeah. It's hard to start in New York. Uh, maybe, is it harder now? I don't even know. It was, you know, that was back then. It was the Eagle Tavern. You just do your oh, thing. Oh, the Eagle. I'm trying to think if I've done the which was the one in the... You had to have done it. That was to Tim Tim Andre Davis, the funniest cab driver in New York. Yeah. And the comedy instructor Me as well. and Danny DeVito, then Danny DeVito, now Danny Vermont, used to... We took over the uh, Eagle Tavern from him. And oh, you so did? It's just one of those open mics. Remember where you'd go... There'd be like 50 people there, all comics, and then and then as the night goes on, there's one less person in the crowd because the comic does its thing and then splits. Right. So in those rooms, I found you either get... The supportive laugh, which is like, ah, <laughs> mm. or you get completely iced out. A good smile. You just kind of picture in your head people smiling and nodding. And also, if you're like working on a set and you're like, I'm going to do the same set because I only have eight minutes. I know. Total. Yeah, that was the bigger <laughs> problem. Like, was you, I look, know you guys have heard this, you know, for the past eight weeks. I surprised over my <laughs> <laughs> That was the bigger surprise. <laughs> so whether or not like, they would ignore that they'd heard that bit before. Yeah, but that's uh, it's good for a uh, character, right? It's character building. You know, yeah, you do what you even, do. I never say that, for real. No. So, are you back doing... Well, I guess we should get into the Daily Show thing. Why? What's that? I'm not even <laughs> sure. Is that a, you, uh, is that a thing? I know. you must. Be, I'm going to ask you so many questions you're tired of that. Right. But I then don't again, know. Don't, don't pretend people are knocking on my door to ask me questions. Okay, then. Well, then, you wrote on the Daily Show 19 years? 18. 18 19 years. Crazy. I knew yeah. that ahead of time. That's how I had to go. <laughs> 19. But you, you were nuts? there from day one. Yeah. Craig Kilborn, which I don't even know most people know that he used to host. June 3rd, 1996. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Just a... eight years after moving out to New York City, and now here I am. 
Craig Kilbo, but it's it's uh, that's just an amazing because I I did something for his me and my friend Jonathan Groff, not the actor but the comedy writer. Yeah, we did some weird little two man thing, and they I think they used it either on a test show or it actually aired. But it was a way different show back then, wasn't? Yeah. It? What's he doing now? I don't know. I think he's trying to still like. I have not had contact with the guy forever. Really? You know, because he kind of he, when he went and did his show, the late night show, the now Craig Ferguson show. Oh, that's right. Or, I forgot about or that. Or soon to not be Craig Ferguson show, and then and then he uh, then he stopped that after a few years or something, and and um, did uh, old school. You know. That's right. He did yeah. have a little part in that. Yeah, he was pretty good in that too. Was think, he? Yeah. Well, he played a he played a tall, good-looking prick. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first bit of hot. So he was good. He was. He, he had. Uh, uh, he he had two of those down. And uh, um, <laughs> oh, I'm, you you be the. No, I liked Craig a lot. He, I didn't really know who he was because he was an ESPN guy. I was not really watching a lot. And he 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 brought it to the yard though. Yeah, I, I I've had a few. Uh, I don't know, encounters with him. I guess. Yeah. Or we talked for two seconds, but he was fine. When you did your thing, it was with Chris, you and Jonathan? I don't remember what it was. It was like this, we used to do this two-man thing called like sidecarring. We had a two-man show. It was just this weird, abstract-y kind of thing, but where we'd have this bizarre conversation. Uh Uh-huh. But for some reason, someone said, hey, this could work on TV, but I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> we I don't, never thought it could. I don't know that it would work on TV. And I don't know how it ever would have fit in. It's almost inconceivable that it's a daily show type thing. Right. Well, uh, currently, it might be quite different. Yeah. There's, 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 there's no comparing the, the show over the past, you know, 15 years to what it was when we started. How long did Kilbourne have? Two and a half years. John took over in 99. And he quit, right? Kilbourne. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, that was all that, that Vanity Fair shit with Liz Winstead, you know, he, he's, he was doing an interview and said, oh, she would blow me if I wanted her to, cause he thought it would be a funny joke and oh. that kind of backfired, believe it or not. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, <laughs> it was all, that's when Liz left and then Craig stayed after that. But then it was just, uh, um, I think maybe he started getting the offers for the Ferguson. So he took it. I, I don't, I don't know the exact circumstances. Yeah, that's of one of those leading. jokes where you're. Yeah. That's like you can make that joke to your friend in a car because they know you're joking around. Right, and yeah. no one else can hear it. Not to a reporter about somebody <laughs> who's not there who's a woman who is essentially your boss. Right. <laughs> not a great idea. Wow, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So then John Stewart came along, and did he did he go, I want to, like, re, did I want to start over, or did he just go, give me everyone you had from, uh, from Kilbourne? I think the transition from talking to John... <laughs> Talk, talk to John about that. Uh, really, that it was uh, it wasn't the smoothest thing because it was uh, there. There was a lack of communication. I found out over many years, and particularly from John yeah. on the on on when I told him I was leaving the Daily Show. We had a pretty long conversation. We talked for a while about all kinds of stuff, and one of them was, you know, how at the beginning, like he he had no intention of changing the show. He was going to come in and do what he was doing, do what we were doing, and then figure out what he could do, which is what he did. Right. But, um, and he had made that clear to people who did not tell that to us. And so we were all just like, uh, what's, is, is, is he going to wear a leather jacket? Is this going to be the John Stewart show? Yeah. What's going on? We had no idea. We didn't even know if he was going to wear a suit, shit like that. So for me, I was like, oh man, I've, I got this gig. This is why I started stand up to be a writer. That's why I figured out my way out. I got this great gig. It's taken off. It's doing great. Now this guy's going to come in and am I going to lose my job? Is he going to do a different thing? Am I going to fit in? What's happening? And so it's not like we were, I was pissed. I can only speak for myself. Right. But I wasn't, 
I wasn't like angry or anything, but I didn't know what was going on. And you so were a little like uh, just confused and a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it turns out we didn't have to be. And and indeed, had we gotten I don't know who it was that was supposed to tell us what John had told them. But um, so his he, intention from the beginning was, oh, I'm going to go do the Daily Show and then I'll see how I can make it my own yeah. at some point. Yeah. Which makes sense. And you were ch- sort of second guessing like, oh, should I? Only second guessing that I had, I, I had no, qu- I didn't, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what was going to happen. So right. I wasn't necessarily worried about it, but it, but you had questions yeah. that weren't being answered. So when the guy who thought he had answered the questions keeps getting those questions, he's like, "What the fuck am I answering this question for again?" You know, I mean, I don't. Hey, these are other personalities, right. and so there are different it wasn't circumstances. Like, it wasn't like so John I don't, Stewart had a meeting with the, the writers and said that. Uh, well, uh, no, I mean, when we find probably like when we all met at one point or another, we all got together and met and we were probably we might have been asking him questions in that meeting. Like, are you going to wear a suit or some stupid shit where he's like, of course I am. What the fuck is this? And so it was always so a little bit, a little bit weird. But uh, uh, but in the end, his intention right from the beginning was, yeah, no, this is I like this show. This is a cool show. Mm. I'm going to come in and do what they're doing. And uh, hopefully it won't take me long to figure out how I can try to make it better. Did you, um, did you have any idea how long you would be there? Yeah, I figured, uh, I figured 16, 17 tops, <laughs> you know, so it, I think uh, you had that, that answer ready to go for that question. No, I did Obvious. You know me, Todd, approach. I don't prepare. <laughs> me neither. Clearly. An uh, actor does, a writer doesn't prepare. That's a new book I have out. Did you, um, but did you, I mean, in your wildest dreams, did you think you would have a job for 18 years? No. That's a long time to have any job. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's crazy. No, I no idea. But the show was uh, always, for the most part, always fun to uh, work on and always interesting to work on. It changed so much. At the beginning, we were just doing this. Everybody's just writing jokes and just about Popeye or whatever. You know, it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Like whatever was funny. Just looking to USA Today and writing a joke. And um, and then we also had some good stuff in there too early in and and then it started changing around and then the and then the 2000 elections and then from that coverage we, you know we we got a, the first emmy in 2001 and and then things just kept getting better and better for the show you know more interesting people started coming in colbert started back when um when craig was there did you know that i i did the chevy chase roast with colbert pre colbert like he was i guess known from that from the Daily Show, that version of the Daily Show, yeah, or I don't know where, but there was something else he did. The Chevy Chase roast, what a yeah. what a comfortable outing. I know that was actually it was like <laughs> that was one of the most the the most funnest things I've ever done in my oh, life. Nice. The well, most said. Funnest. well said, well said, well said. Yeah, but me, he was on that. I remember it, but yeah. it was pre you know him doing. The so character. he was there, but there were times when we had we had uh, you know Stephen and and Steve Carell. You know when they were on the show at the same time, it was just. Brilliant! It was genius. It was so much fun. And you won eight Emmys, huh? Yeah. Did you go to eight ceremonies, or was it how many ceremonies? Did you no, no. That's a oh, that's a that's a story. Really? Well, there's I all kinds of different. Oh, well, well, we didn't go to the first one. It was in 2001. Because you know, it got, remember it kept getting pushed back. Oh, because of a. Yeah, there was a thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's hard to say out loud. We. <laughs> But, oh no! Two terror the terrorists flew the planes into those buildings yeah. and killed three thousand people. Yes, that I know what you're. Yeah, saying. I knew it. Oh, you just didn't want to. I, I just see. didn't sync it up with the time. I'm sorry, the Emmys. You know that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's was my main concern. I never, I never go. Hey, that's the thing that screwed up the Emmys. Yeah, 
That's, well, when it's you your first there. nomination, you're watching the plane, the second plane go in, and you think like, "Oh man, this is they're probably going to put it off." Oh, God. <laughs> uh-huh. Just you know, trying to get some hits on the, on the thought, on the but podcast. I mean, but back then there was a that, we uh, got into that joke organically. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was always the thing back then. Not to get into two thousand, you know, to nine eleven. But they're always like, well, "What am I allowed to be upset about now?" Well, there was a whole thing about coming Walking coming back York. after it and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah that, that those were big episodes. We actually had one writer whose first day, uh, who got hired, and his first day on the show was September tenth, <laughs> two thousand one. <laughs> so that was quite an episode. But we didn't go out that year, you know. Yeah, they the they kept pushing the thing back, and then they toned it down and did all this stuff. And you know, what are they going to do? And you don't really like start celebrating, right. you know, achievements yeah. in television, in comedy writing. Yeah. So um, then we ended up staying here. So I, I was in the uh, Iguana restaurant on 54th or something in Broadway uh-huh. when I was watching it on TV. The Iguana. Yeah. I think it's still there. Really? Yeah. Is that like a one of those? It's like a tequila bar? I don't even know. I don't say it as if that's a place you would know. I'm just saying that is the name of the institution. There's a really good Mexican restaurant in Salt Lake City that has Iguana in the name of it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow, I'm sure. learning. I'm learning. Oh, sure. I'll get a lot of letters from, L- from yeah. people from SLC. A lot of Mormons are spitting out a taco right now. Like, he mentioned us. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah. <laughs> so you went, when did you go to the Emmys? Then? That, well, then we kept getting nominated after that. So I went to a lot of, um, a, a lot of them okay. after that. But then I would, uh, I, I, I missed one because I got food poisoning the night before. I was out to dinner with John Bynes. Do you know John? Yeah. I was out to dinner. Uh, my wife and I were out to Wait, dinner John with John. Bynes. Oh, I, I know that guy. Yeah, I do know that guy. Yeah, him and John he's, Viner. Can... He's at, he's at uh, oh, uh, Kimmel. Viner. He's been at Kimmel oh, for a long he? time. Oh. He was at... Uh, um, yeah, I know John Vines. Uh, he's got a great episode on my podcast, which I'm sure you probably mentioned in the open, so we don't have to... I really haven't done the open yet, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're going to. Now, out of spite, I won't mention that. Oh, man, that hurts. And I'm going to cut that part out. All right. <laughs> but John, um, we went out. We all went out to dinner. Like It was sushi, fucking yeah. typical, but we all shared stuff. And I got... I couldn't make it to the ceremony. Oh, that's a... And, drag. And, and we won. So that was yeah. one that we won. And they're much more fun when you win. I would think so. Yeah. Oh, God. So how many of those have you been to? Not to be that have, that we've won? Yeah. Now, how many times have you been to the Emmys? Oh, oh t- since 2001, we've, uh, you know, after that, was, we were nominated all the t- every year. So I went to, I, I guess I went to all of them. I don't think there were any that I didn't go to huh. after that. So they fly you out? Oh, then, but, but recently... They started not having it on the primetime broadcast, so it would it would be on the they switch it every every other year. We're on the Creative Arts Emmys, which isn't televised except well, it's on True TV or something like that. Why would they not televise? Because there were two writer categories, two writing categories for uh, there's the comedy variety, and then there's the. uh, event like the Emmys, writing for the Emmys and the award, Academy Awards and stuff like that. So they they had them both in the prime time and they were trying to, you know, make the show shorter. So they're cutting things and they said, we can't have both of these. And there was a big to do with the guys who wrote for that one. And so they decided to go back and forth on it. So there's I think there might have been one or two where. They, they, I didn't go out because it was the other one and they make you turn around like we would, you know, when, when it's the Emmys, we usually get Friday off and, and we don't come in on Monday so that, you know, you can make a weekend out of it. Have a little, little relaxation. That's right. Yeah. So when you get nominated for Emmy, they fly you out there. Yeah. They put you up. Hotel, two nights. Two nights. Saturday and Sunday. That's like the bare minimum. Yeah. But you stay with friends on Friday, you know? 
Or you, splur- or you be a real man and splurge for another hotel. Or- no, they put you in hotels that are like $600 a night. Totally, like, fuck that. Totally undoes the free aspect <laughs> of things. Oh Completely. God, turned into an expensive free yeah. vacation. I just don't. I can't. I can't. I could never bring myself. I don't know how much money I would have before I would say like, yeah, here's 600 for a bed for the night. There are hotels that are cheaper than 600. Though. I know. But uh, we talk about travel a lot on this podcast. But we like we like staying with our friends. We got a lot of Do friends really? out there. Yeah. I love staying with I them. I stopped and, staying with friends in L.A. Well, in L.A., but, but a lot of times they got room for you, too. It's like, yeah, here's your room and it has an ensuite. You know, yeah, it's like, Jesus. Ensuite. Yeah. Right. Well, I watch a lot of HGTV. <laughs> are you from, uh, are you from uh, Belgium or something? Yeah, I am. From that's the only place where they use that term. They probably don't even use it there. I just, I think <laughs> I it was, I think it was went, the funniest country to say. You just wanted to go. Yeah, it's better than you. You, you took the French. The, you took the French speaking right to Belgium. Where else do they say Luxembourg? I know they probably say it in France and maybe Canada. I think it's just become one of those things. You know, it's just a it's just a term that's it's just like an, commonly it's like a, used. For a studio part. Yeah, your yeah your studio apartment has an ensuite, which is pretty sweet. You, you, that's a good way of like building up a studio apartment. I don't know anyone. I mean, maybe I do know someone who has a guest house, but I would love to stay. I mean, maybe I wouldn't even. It's still. Isolating. I've got a buddy that has one of those too. Where it's buddy, like, huh? let's, let's drop this name. Yeah, well, no, his name's Buddy Hackett. You never heard of him? <laughs> kinda... That would be funny. If you... Yeah, <laughs> it is a buddy, and it's just, just weirdly enough, his yeah, right. buddy as well. Right, right. So, uh, uh, so we would go out all the, you know, I went out most of them, but, uh, um, I think there was, there was, there was another one I missed for some stupid reason. Um, I, I can't remember what it was. And, um, but when you go then, and you win, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Cause you get to then leave. Sometimes the show is fairly entertaining, but let's, yeah. you know, let's face it. Any show that's three hours long is a little bit like that shit's going to drag. Right. So, um. Oh, so you leave? You leave, you go up, you get it, and then you go in the back. And it used to be a while ago we would go in the back and and then, you know, we'd hang out a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe we would just hang out, all of us, and then John would go off maybe with a couple of executive producers or something and do the do the rounds of all the, right, the interviews right. and all that shit. And then after a while, for whatever reason, we all started doing that. So we would go with John through the photography oh, gauntlet. Have you ever been in one of these? I've uh, I've done red carpets and I've done. Like, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, if yeah. you're in if you're in a big one where there's a lot of, I mean, they were just going crazy with the screaming at you. It was when I've done sort of those, silly. It's uh, it's always like they do the pictures and they're like, you hear a little. What's his name? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? You see him kind of doing it. And then I, when the actual because they have like the photographers and then they have the interviewers and almost. I'd say 80% of them don't even know why I'm walking by them. Right, yeah. So they're now, they just kind of look away like they're... Well, it also depends on what you're doing it for. If you're there because like, you know, Sarah or Louie has a movie that they invited you to or something. But if you're there because you're part of it... Wow, that was a jab. Well, no, you know, you've done those though. Have you not? I've done those. I went, Sarah did Jesus's magic here. You know, I went and they had the whole thing and I I had no reason to go through it. So I didn't even go through do it. You but look I, your, do you find the picture? Because they get those up in like two hours. Like oh, if you go to like Getty Images. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, you don't I, do that. Uh, You're above that, beyond that. I don't know. I don't know. I like that. So 
So you get to leave, and then, wow. Oh, and then, you, yeah, so then you go through the whole thing. There's usually food. They used to have it where there was bars, but then they shut down the bars, so that kind of sucked. <laughs> you can go have a glass of wine. Somebody fills your seat. You don't give a shit. You're in the back. You're walking around with an Emmy. There's other people who had just won that you're meeting. Hey, Brian Cranston, what's up? You know, and it's yeah. just, it's kind of cool. There was, this is a good story, maybe. I don't know. You be the judge. You can tell me afterwards. It's easy to edit these out. So I know. Just... I should never start a story with, this is a good story. It would... How, how, when do you learn not I would to do that? Like, yeah, I would feel like I would either say, here's a great story, or this story's not going to be good. And yeah. either one of those is probably not going to be good. I'll tell you this story. I don't know if it's good. It's, it was yeah. interesting to me at the right. time. We were, we, we, I can't remember what year it was, but um, we won, and we were in the back, and we had gone through the whole thing, and then we're waiting to get back, and we're waiting kind of in the wings. Uh, stage left off in the wings and we're going to come in down at the base of the stage. You know, we know where we're at, uh -huh. but it's taking a really long time and we don't know why. And it's really quiet in there. You have no idea what's going on. And we're in the back talking to like, uh, uh, um, I, I think that was a year like Brian Cranston was there. Peter Dinklage is walking around. You're talking to all these people because everybody's got an Emmy and they're saying, oh, I like the Daily Show. So, yeah, hey, great. You know, let's yeah. chat. And Martin's, I was talking to Martin Scorsese. Really? Well, yeah, which is just nuts because Hope he had one for script on you. He had one for Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The script in his I hand. wrote it. I wrote my number on his hand. It was very lovely. So, so we're just kind of like mingling and having fun with these people. And we're getting all worked up, and we want to go back inside, and we're and and we're just wondering how long and why it's taking so long and what's going on in there. And then finally, the doors open, and for some reason, we decide like, yeah, like we're storming the castle or something, and we kind of go screaming into the room like Emmys held on yeah. high. And uh, we had come in right after the in memoriam. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to, I was going to. I should have given a you a shot. I yeah, I was going to say that was a joke. See, it is a joke. So you, oh, so you, yeah. And everybody looked over at us like you fucking asshole. Like, like who are you I, so excited about? I think guy? they, they think they give it to Colbert next year. That's when Colbert said. <laughs> That's funny. The um, so, how long, how long did it take you to decide do you want to leave the show? Uh, Eighteen years. Yeah, it's yeah, around eighteen. Like, at what at what point did you go? Um, I want to try something new. There were there were, you know, anything that you're at for that long. There were a couple of there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, I would uh, I would submit over at Letterman pretty early on. I did that, and then yeah. just kind of I I don't even know if I got an offer to go over there or not, but but I was talking to people over there, and and then just decided, you know, either didn't get the offer, or decided I didn't want to do it or whatever, <clears throat> and um. And, you know, there's varying times. It's not, you know, when you're when you're a comedy writer, you uh, you don't it's not like you write out. You take a lot of time to write out the funniest possible thing you can, because those are the words that are going to go on to the show. You know, right. that's not the way that it works. And what do you mean? Well, in other words, you know, you are you are involved in a first draft, and then sometimes you're involved. Oftentimes, you're involved in a second right. draft. You, you can't think of it as this is going to be the final product, right? Because there are there is one mini rewrite usually in the way that we used to do it that happens kind of out of your hands. Uh -huh. um, you know, in a nutshell, we would write a draft. Two people would write a draft of like a headline, and uh -huh. um, separately, uh, you hand those in. You go in and you meet with John and the powers that be, and they go over like, okay, we can do this. We can use this joke, use that joke, do this, do this, make it about this, and change this around. You go off with that other writer. You write another draft based on that. Uh -huh. You hand it in. Somebody else makes a few tweaks for time or whatever, 
uh, and then it goes down to rehearsal. You'll go down to rehearsal, and they do the rehearsal. You go up to the desk with the other writer that you're working on it with, get notes from John based on, like, technical stuff, we're running on time, whatever it is, all kinds of, any kind of changes he wants to make. You know how a joke can get stale over the course yeah. of a day, too. So. Right. The, he was less concerned with the jokes and more about the structure. So a lot of times, you, then you get the feedback from him. You, the two writers go up, rewrite it, hand it down back to uh, back to them. And sometimes you'll go down and be in the room while John looks at your rewrite and changes it or not. And sometimes you're not. And sometimes you can go through that whole process, go through the rewrite based on his notes, hand it in, and then watch the show and it's totally different. And you don't know why. It's not to spite you, right. but it is. And so you're like, oh, shit. So there's this constant questioning of like, what am I even fucking doing here? But then you then you go on a streak and you're killing it. And you know exactly what you're doing there. So there's always these ups and downs. I've done writing jobs, not long term like that, but where you're like, I don't even know if any of my shit <clears> made <throat> it to the show. Like stuff they liked <clears throat> and that you still don't like. Like award shows I've written for and stuff, but... Why you didn't watch the show? Or? No, I did watch, but you just kind of like all this at the end of the day, and then you see the final script, and you're like, oh, it's I almost did, I almost I contributed point five percent. Yeah, and then it's always hard for them. They'll come up and say, hey, listen, great job, we're so glad that you did this for us. It's like you didn't use anything. I don't understand. Do you not know? I don't want to point this out to you because it seems like yeah, I remember what I wrote, and I don't see it here. Yeah, <laughs> and you want to you want to add it. Okay, so you did that. So that was frustrating to you. That sort of uh... well, it's kind. Con- you know, there's there's constant levels, constant and different levels of frustration and excitement and joy throughout. But there was, <clears throat> there was a, um, you know, there was almost always more joy of being there, going yeah. through the process. I loved the process. I loved. We would have you know these. We would have a meeting in the morning and a meeting in the afternoon, and and where we would have these sort of intelligent and fun and, and you know and good conversations about what was going on and why it bothered us or why it was good. And, and I loved those times because the people that work there are, are fantastic. And I got along with everybody and I brought my dog to work and I walked and then hours were good. Work. Yeah. And Man, you, you have to be there. I'd say 15 years. You know, you bring the dog to work. I know. No, this is the whole time. So it was just the, the, the work atmosphere there was just so good. And I, and I knew it. I'd, uh, I, I'd heard stories from other people of where they work and stuff, but you know, it was just a, it was a great place to be. Well, it's good that he's uh, so hands-on. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what him. makes the show consistent. And, and yeah. But he was also very big on saying, like, all right, we're gonna, we got to mix this up a little bit. I mean, not just for change's sake, but just, like, I'm recognizing that this works better. And it's been doing that for a few weeks now. So let's focus on this aspect of the process, whatever it might be. And uh, so it, uh, there were, there, there. The show was always sort of constantly evolving, constantly changing, uh, always, uh, always challenging and interesting, and uh, um, and uh, and and at times just almost like a different place. Were you allowed to fight him on anything, or did you have any desire to fight? Yeah, him? no. You've, I mean, some people fought a little more vigorously than others, you know. And there were times where you wouldn't fight. That's a hard thing because, you know, as comics, we kind of do whatever we want. So I, it's hard to be like. No, you're you're wrong to not use this or to change this. But then it's kind of like, well, it's, it's your show, and this is what I've signed up for. Yeah, you have your you have your place. Yeah, and I w- I would say for you know for for being a writer at, at a place like that, John, 
you know, he wouldn't be involved in the process and the place wouldn't be a decent place to be if if he was a prick about it whenever you brought something up. Mm-hmm. You know, he would often he would change his mind. Yeah, he would change his mind. In fairness, he would change his own mind on, you know, he'd want to do something in the beginning of the day. And by the end of the day, we're doing something else. Right. So. That was another thing that made you think like, oh, he's not coming after me. He's just going through the process. This is the process. And the process isn't sensitive about your feelings. The yeah. process is We're trying to starting somewhere, show. trying to make a good show and trying to get there. And that's a great learning process. And and if you're a comedy writer and you don't have the ability to let go of what you're doing in pursuit of something better, then you're not going to get very far. Right. You know? Um, someone is calling you. Wow. No, text, man. A That's text. a text thing. Turn off that little boopy boop. my wife. Get oh. home. I can't stand this. <laughs> oh, no. No need to rush home. We are fine here. And I am in tonight, too. A friend of hers had invited her to... Uh, Book of Mormon. So it's like, shit, oh, I guess great. go. Yeah. That's great. That's one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh my God. It's so good. And I, yeah. I, Josh Gad was on our show yeah, for a while. Him. Yeah. And I went, like, I think he'd left the show by then, or he'd only done a few things. And I, I get the, we got our tickets like a half a year in advance so we could get good tickets. He wasn't there that night. Oh, really? Yeah. But you know, I feel like on Broadway, even like, Oh yeah, all it's the not time. Like some guy who's going to be bad is going to take his place. Like there's no, but here's what happens. Here's what happens. Class. You'll inve- you'll inevitably like I've I've gone to a show with somebody who had already seen the show, and when we went together, it would be my wife. So there's uh, there's the stand-in, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that that guy was great. Yeah, the other guy was just so much better. It's like how I, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, when, I saw a stand-in for one of the roles, and the guy was ridiculously yeah, good. Yeah, the guy for Gad was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I feel like Broadway is one of those things where uh, the people who are really good are like the people you don't you don't know their names. Yeah, right, Not right. all of them, but of course except, some Sutton really Fo- except for Sutton Foster. Come on. Exactly. We all know. I have to look She's that up. She's the best. I have to look that up. Later. Yeah, I can't remember what I saw her in. She was <laughs> ridiculously good, though. But so, yeah, probably the only Broadway I feel like name there's I know. a lot of unsung heroes on Broadway. That's what I mean. That's good. I'm glad you're defending them, Todd. I am. Because, you know, you see Broadway in there. Going out on a limb here. Have, they'll be like, starring a TV star. It's like, mm-hmm. I bet there's someone who could do that better <laughs> than the TV star. <laughs> I bet there's someone who I've never heard of yeah. who has vocal training and whatever. Right, yeah. But, you know, but but then the but then you got your uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And you can't go wrong. He's got the chops. So. You know, don't shit on him for being a TV star. You know, you can't. It goes the other way, too, where it's like, I got to. I'm okay. They're selling this guy on on being Doogie Hauser at one point or another. But uh, but then you go see like, holy shit, that's that's not even remotely Doogie Hauser. I wasn't talking about Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) You were. You hate that guy. I listen (laughs) to your podcast. You can't stand him all the time. Nonstop. Your NPH rant at the end of every podcast (laughs) is people should stick around for that. Honestly, it's entertaining. I did tweet a good picture of uh, of him. Oh, yeah. uh, in Variety, they had a picture. It was an American Airlines ad, and they, it shows him, and he's like sitting in their first class, and he's looking up to the camera, and there's like a flight attendant next to him. And I'd they, seen that. Maybe I saw it on your tweet. What yeah, was and it? I just said, it was like a, here's a great shot. A new American Airlines ad features a great shot of Neil Patrick Harris ignoring a flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, so glad that came up because I remember seeing that very thing. Look right. back on it. You'll see my favorite, but there's probably oh, really? 250 more or something. I don't so. think I've ever quoted my own Instagram over a uh, podcast. That's yeah, the, well. It's the way it really shines. Uh, it you know. To describe a picture. You get Havlin on board, things get mixed up. Do you, um, what was that? I don't know. Okay. It's, a, it's a new catchphrase I'm working on. Do you, uh, so 
how, so you, how long was the process of um, thinking about quitting to quit? I mean, quit, is quitting a strong word? Man, I guess you did quit. No, well, I guess you suppose so, show. yeah. You I left. left. You didn't, yeah, you didn't, yeah. Quitting um, is what happened. Well, honestly, like I told, when I went and told John that I was leaving, you know, one of the things I told him was like, uh, you know, he, I said, uh, I was going to, basically it got to a point where I was going to stay until John left. Yeah. But, and I told him, but you wouldn't fucking leave. <laughs> and he just kind of laughed. Yeah. You know, because I don't know when he's going to go. That's entirely up to him. But I mean, I had, part of it was I had, you know, you hit, you're asking me like, did you know it was going to happen? You have no idea the thing's going to keep going. I mean, there were, I, to be honest, I thought that seven years ago I would have been writing for The Late Show with Jon Stewart. And I was kind of geared up for that. Yeah, I always thought that that, that he was going to get one of those. I yeah, had, I swear I to God, I thought that was always going to be the case. It's like, this is a matter of a couple of years before we're done with this. You know, this is back in 06 or whatever, where it's like, and and there were all kinds of different things that were going on in that world that were, that this could have happened at any point or another, but it didn't. So this kept going and, and I always had fun. But after a while, it's sort of like, uh, you know, I'll equate it to how I stopped, why I stopped doing stand up. Once I got the show, because what happened was, you know, it, it became very tiring, you know, and I wasn't really able to get out as much or focus on it as yeah. much. So you're not really getting that much better. You just sort of hit a plateau and you're sort of going. But I with stand up, um, I would go out and I would do a spot and. If it was a shitty spot, you know, you have a shitty spot, you're like, oh, God, you know, that sucks. But then you go have a few good spots and you forget about it, you know. Uh -huh. um, but then my the shitty spots kept having more and more weight on me. Like I would they would piss me off through 10 good spots and then it would piss me off through 15 good uh -huh. spots. And then I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore, you know. And that was the same kind of thing where like the bad days at the show or the not getting stuff on started having that much more weight and, you know, I'm comfortable with where I am in life. And I, I do, I have the two-year-old and the four-year-old. And I honestly wanted to, you know, uh, uh, spend, be able to like hang out with them some. And That's reasonable. Yeah. So the, so they left at the end of June when their school finished. And, um, and uh, uh, my wife who also works at a, a, a school, she had the summer off. So the first thing we did was... Um, July and August, we went up to uh, a house a little bit outside of the city and spent that entire time at, the, at at a house on a lake, you know, with the kids. Were you a little fidgety though? Uh, I mean, no, I just slept I a lot. Think, I, yeah, because I, played... I think that'd be a little shock to your system where you're like, you probably wake up and go, oh, I gotta, I gotta write. Uh, you know what? The, you, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what made it not that like. Um, first of all, it was also my my birth my fiftieth birthday was two days after my last day at the show, and I had a big party up at that house and uh I forgot to i'm sorry that, I feel like, like you've been to one yeah. of my birthday parties. <laughs> I think yeah I was yeah I was yeah. um but it was you didn't even know I was coming. I was invited by somebody else. I didn't know you were coming. By and Carmen. Like said, uh, you, you weren't welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of so, ruined my party. So yeah. that, that was a, in other words, that was a nice kind of distraction. And oh. then I was, then I was at the house with them and my kid was going to uh, like a summer camp up there and, and I had things I was doing and I was out of the city and I just wasn't thinking about stuff. And so it was, and we all, that was also leading into a two week break. So I quit right before a two week break. So the show didn't even go on again. Like the first show without me on it didn't happen again for another three weeks or two and a uh -huh. half weeks. 
And so by the time that came around, it was sort of like, oh, yeah, this is weird, but it's not quite as weird as if, like, I left on a Wednesday and they did a show on Thursday. Yeah, because then you'd watch that show. Yeah, so so that that first two weeks was also like, I'm going to be on this vacation anyway. And but it just gets to the end of that vacation, and now I'm not going back. And you know what? By the time that came around, I was like, "Good." How much notice do you give in that kind of situation? Oh, um, it's an, that's an interesting question. Is it? Yeah. Is yeah, it an interesting? Yeah, it's like it's like a, this is like an HR interview or something. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> is that a thing where it's like such a big job you can't just go? I'm leaving in two weeks. I'll tell you, I, I had I had the whole I I, I planned the thing out a oh, lot. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, honestly, because I had been there a long time. I'm hugely famous there. I mean, there's no question about well, it. You'd have to be a little bit of a, <laughs> kind of a... I have many friends and many enemies. I ha- and so I was close with a lot of people. I, but I was, I, I wanted to, you know, I, I wasn't pretending this was going to be some miraculous thing. But nobody, at that point, nobody's expecting you to leave. Uh-huh. So um, I did want my departure to, to have some, to, to be somewhat special and, and be a, a decent moment rather than uh, uh you know not that it's going to match up with 18 years at a place but i didn't want to just split so i i knew a few months in advance that i was going to go i'd already talked to ellen like at the beginning of the year who's ellen now it's my wife oh your wife okay so at the beginning of the year i was already like i just don't i really don't know that i want to keep doing this i don't i don't know that i want to keep doing this i mean it's really gotten to the point where it's like can i actually leave can we split can we just do this and she said, yeah. And then it took a while of like, am I going to go ahead and pull the plug now? Yeah. You know, which is a tough decision to make. And then um, and then I knew and then I had to figure out exactly when this was going to happen. And I had that idea in my head. I knew I didn't have to give that much notice because I know how they operate there. They can do it without me for a while. They probably have a line of people they can replace me with right away or, or, or fill that gap. But um, but I started on June 3rd. And so that's when I announced that I was leaving. It was on June third. Oh. So there was there was a little bit of theatrics in that. I actually told John. But did June, you leave on June third? No. Then I left at the end of the month. Okay. Because I told John we had June third was a Tuesday this year. It was after a break, and I told John himself before the break uh, because I didn't want to spend the break stressing out about yeah, it, yeah. and I wanted to be like, okay, it's done now. So I talked to John for a while and told him, if it's all right with you, I'm going to tell everybody on Tuesday. So Monday was actually pretty weird because that's when I came on and John knew I was leaving, but, yeah. but, and I knew I was leaving. So that was the first day where I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to leave. And then I didn't know how I, or when I was going to tell everybody. So that was weird too. And we had the morning meeting and I figured like most of the creative staff is there and this would probably be a good spot, but we're also figuring out what we're going to do on the show that day. So at the end of that meeting, when they're all like, all right, go, let's go, go, go. I'm not going to be, Hey, one more thing, everybody. And then everyone has to stop and hug you and stuff. You know, but, uh, but we got into it pretty organically because it was the anniversary of me being there. There's another guy in that meeting who has also been there the whole time and he brought it up. Because somebody gave him shit about something t- right towards the end of the meeting. Yeah. G- gave him a hard time about something, just ribbing him. Yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, and this on my 18th anniversary at the show. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Congratulations. And and he says, yeah, JR, too. And they said, oh, right, right. Congratulations. And I said, yeah. Uh, speaking of which. Wow. Yeah. And then when I said it. I said I was leaving. People think you were joking? You could have heard a pin drop. Nobody no. said it was really not a reaction I was expecting. So, because one guy told me afterwards, he said, you know why I think nobody said anything? Because everybody was looking around trying to figure out who already knew. 
Oh, you think so? Yeah, like it's like, how did you keep that a secret? Well, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, that's easy enough to keep a secret. So then I, you know, yeah, but then uh, then we just talked a little bit, and then that was uh, that was it. And uh, John did a nice goodbye thing on my last show. So who's the other guy who was uh, been there? His long? name's uh, Adam Chodikoff. He's a um, he's like a researcher producer. Oh. I don't think I know him. No, he's behind the scenes. He's behind but, the scenes. I'm only yeah. I only hang out with on camera people. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. You if you yeah you you probably in on air talent writers are the only people. <laughs> so was your last day? Was it emotional? I think I would be a fucking wreck. Um, you don't have to get into this. If you don't no, want. no, no. I wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, look, like I said, I'd been. I knew at that point, I didn't feel like I was doing the wrong thing. I was oh. totally happy with yeah. the decision and I was actually very relieved by it. So I was, I was cool with it. So the, when John, uh, I don't know if you saw that last show, but he, he did a whole thing. You can see it online. It was June 27th, I think a Thursday, um, Melissa McCarthy was the guest and, and I didn't know if he's going to do anything. You know, usually he mentions stuff, you yeah. know? but I had no idea and I was just kind of hoping and I had. 10 friends or something come with me and I sat in the audience for the first time ever. Oh, wow. Never sat in the audience before. And so that was kind of fun. And at the end, he finished the the um, the interview with Melissa McCarthy and then I, we're bumping back in and I can see the prompter says, uh, that's it, here it is, your moment of zen. And I thought like, he... If he was going to say something about me, he wouldn't put it in prompter. So I'm not going to just assume that he's yeah. not going to say anything, but... There was a moment where I was like, dude, if you don't say something, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, how am I going to explain that? And uh, and then he just launched into a, a real nice thing. And they showed a, a clip that I was actually on the show for this stupid little skit we did with Craig. Uh-huh. So the the clip he showed was a Kilborn clip. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which shocked me. But it was also effective in showing how long I'd been there. And well, that's I guess nice. I, you know, I'm, I have, I've done more episodes than anybody else. And John is second. Like I had done 28, a hundred episodes and he'd done 25 or something <laughs> on IMDb. Yeah. So that's what he talked about. It's, Are you going to write a book about this? Um, I thought about that, but, uh, um, I, I don't know if I, legally there's some, there would be some problem with that, so but you'd have to do some dirt in there. You'd have to be negative. Yeah. You know, I mean, without it being like negative, which I wouldn't be too high on doing, right. uh, it, uh, there, there would probably be, there would be a lot of pressure for there to be like, you know, we want to get some dirt, you know, tell us this. And there is stuff, but it's nothing that I would want to piss people off over so that I could make a few bucks. Well, no one listens to my podcast and you're not getting paid. So yeah. what, what, let's hear all those stories. What's the dirt? No, you don't have to give me anything. I know. Dirt. Yeah, no, no there's, I don't do dirt. there are, there are juicy stories, but to me, I was, I was thinking I still might, might do something because it's just a matter of how I can package it because I think there's plenty of like ridiculously interesting stories and stuff that people would still be interested in. But like you said, them all. I, I would, I would, I would call upon friends. I mean, I have them in my head, but uh, um, you know, it's like writing a memoir or something. You, you, they're your memories. If they're different from somebody else's, fuck them. I'm yeah. the one writing it. So what you're saying is lies. I just make stuff up. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. So uh, John leaned on me heavily you know, through these years. He, that kind John of thing. Stewart's got me pinned on a desk and he's punching me. <laughs> it's crazy. The cops come and they're like, "Oh no, we can't arrest John Stewart," so he keeps punching me. Yeah. Do you, uh, according to the Wikipedia page, right? says you're Steve remain close friends with John. Is that true? It does say that. <laughs> Did I put that in there? I don't know if you put that in there. Wait, on my Wikipedia yeah, page? Yeah. I uh, looked you up. On my Wikipedia page, yeah. it says I remain they close remain, friends with John. With John's story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who Look, goes in and puts that in there? I think you're answering my next question then. <laughs> like, whether that's true or not. You mean when did we hang out last? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm so. not. I'm not. I'm. Wait, close friends, good friends. I mean, I can maybe find it right now. I consider myself a friend of John's. Right. I am not a. I am not a close friend of John's. I know him. I mean, I have. I only saw him once in the past, like eight years, probably. But I used to do shows with him and stuff, like colleges. And uh, I always just got the sense he was. I mean, he basically told me, like, I go home and I do the crossword puzzle with my wife. And, yeah, you know, he doesn't seem like he's hitting. Well, yeah, he, he, he's not hitting bar. He's not hitting bars. Or anything. Look, but he comes out to uh, when you know when we have parties and stuff. He's he's a he's a he's a totally decent, sociable guy yeah. who also is ridiculously busy and somehow accomplishes the thing he accomplishes in a in 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 the same hours that I have, and I don't understand how it's possible. It says, "Oh, no longer a writer for the Daily Show, he still maintains a close friendship with John." <laughs> It does. Oh, my God. <laughs> what else is on there? Um, I haven't seen this. It says, uh, God. Was also a writer for. Into Biff. Oh, his podcast, Writer's Blog Podcast. Interesting it mentions there that. There you go. It must be a link. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty the, exciting. It's that's, exciting to reveal that to you. A graduate count. Yeah, look at that. This must be entertaining for people wow. who are listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get hey, some of that. That's the part where they read quietly to themselves. <laughs> so let me ask, do you... Um, Did you guys hear that part? So you you got to stick around, man. Guys, Minute 46. You it's fucking awesome. You don't maintain a close friendship. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't even gone back to the office yet. Right. Have and, you been to his apartment? I've never been to his apartment. I would have no. I don't. I don't know who on staff has been to his apartment and for what reason. You know. I, I mean, he does have a certain amount of privacy in that respect. Yeah, you know, I want him to have. I want everyone to have privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do go over there Sundays for brunch. Yeah. yeah oh, every day. Just show I up. Just made that up. Yeah. So what's what's ne what's next for you, Jr. Are you going to do back go back to stand up? I saw you on. You did Letterman. Right? I did Letterman. That was I in '96. That did same you do it year. Once, that no, I did it once. Yeah, it went well. That was yeah. yeah. Me and Mitch Fattel killed that year on Letterman. <laughs> I like that. I like that you have the list of people who killed that year. Well, we did. We had two killer spots, man. We 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 knocked it out. Okay. It was fun. You know, there's usually and I did Conan that year too, but that didn't go as well. No, no. All right, I'll look that one up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't doubt it's findable. I don't, I don't need to see the Letterman again. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that, that their archives go Are back you going that back far. Into stand up. I I'll do a little bit. I want to I want to write my own projects and okay. work on that kind of stuff. That and, must uh, be easy to get a, at least that shit looked at, right? Uh, I would, I would imagine, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's also like if I don't do something relatively quickly, like some people even said like, oh, you can't take that two months off. And it's like, well, fuck yourself. Right. You know, I, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter to me, which is right. somewhat nice, but you can't hang out with your kids. What are you crazy? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to like, look, you know, I, I do have the advantage of having been at the show that time. People love the show. They, they equate me with a, with a really good thing that I had something, you know, to do with no matter, you know, how, how big or small that role was. I was, I was there and, and I had my impact on the show and I learned a lot while I was there and I'm going to try to take that and, uh, translate it into other types of writing and, and learn the things that a lot of people seem to think I can already do, but yeah. I don't I, think you I, can do. I don't know. I can. Oh, thanks. You have the confidence that I can learn, though. You wrote for the. Yeah, yeah, you'll be alright. <laughs> Did you write for the Academy Awards? That's what it says. Yeah, twice. Uh, yeah, that was great. Is that fun? That's that was super fun. 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 Yeah. So would you work with like Bruce Valanche? Yeah, yeah, both I times. I feel like I did a a, a very, very pleasant, very impressive guy. I did a I did a some sort of benefit that he hosted, and he he was really he hosted like, it. He I think he hosted oh, it. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. What, it was like I think it was at town hall. But he was, uh, or maybe it wasn't a benefit, some sort of show. 
but he's really nice. He's yeah, really and nice. he's on top of it. It's not like he's not just some like clown. I did. I, I don't know why I would. I you know his appearance makes you well, think yeah, like he's, he's just constantly going to be dancing around or something. But he was a uh, he, he was a he was a not like he's a serious guy, but he was he he seriously knew what he was doing, and, which is not shouldn't be surprising. But for some reason, I had uh, uh, some other ridiculous idea in my head, so it was pleasant to see. That seems like fun. You get a gift basket. We did not. We started the year after they gave away a ridiculous disc gift basket. I think Rich Voss was in on one of those. Rich Voss? Did he yeah, write for the Academy Awards? I think so. And then he got to, oh, well, man. it was one of these things. And he, you know, it was like a trip to Hawaii and shit like that. We didn't get, we got nothing. They cut it off the year, the first year we did it, 2006, and we did it in 2008. What about, what about when you were on the Emmys? Did you get a gift pack? No, no, I ask all the shallow yeah, questions. Well, half the, half the year I got a trophy, so half yeah. the years I got a trophy. So you get on the plane with your Emmy, right? Yeah. That's weird. And yeah, and I always just carry it around. Some people put it in a bag. I'm like, fuck that, man. I'm finally getting my attention. And you walk through the airport and people are like, hey, what'd you win an Oscar for? And you're an idiot. That's the way you respond to I, someone. I say you're an idiot. After winning an Emmy. Like yeah, no, but they say, I, I had somebody say an Oscar. It's like you are like, walking through the airport with a trophy. No, but they thought it was an Oscar. It's I like, know. yeah. <laughs> Then I didn't not call them an idiot. Not everyone's savvy. That like was that was an overly not aggressive gag. I apologize. Was, if I had I known you were like that, I would never have. Uh, I think you would have. So you have a podcast. We'll get into this. Yeah, it's called Writers. What's it called? Oh, give me a fucking break. Writers. Uh, right. There's a there's a B in there. Oh, writers block. Yeah. <laughs> with no with no K at the end. No, no. So it's a, sort of a Soviet yeah, vibe. Yeah, like block, it's a yeah, it's a group. You see. Wow. Yeah. Like you see that. how I did that? I like that. Yeah. And how often was that on iTunes? Uh, yeah, it's on iTunes, and it's uh, I have the website just you know What's just writersblockpodcast dot com or whatever. And you just talk to writers about writing. B L O C. Yeah, yeah. I talk yeah, I talk to other comedy writers. I started a couple of years ago, and that was probably um, that's when I started doing stand up again. But not I wasn't able to do it really enough to like you know really make an impact or get that much better, but. Um, so it was really like a couple of years ago when I started, whether or not I was thinking I'm going to leave the show, that's when I was like, I got to do something else to, 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 to be creative in a way that I can actually see yeah. it on paper. Do you know what I mean? So it, it might have started back then when, when, uh, um, when I was, I started doing those things in order to feel like I was doing something that would see the light of day. Right. You know, and, uh, um, uh, and that was part of doing the doing the podcast. Plus, also just realizing that oh, I've been here a long time. I haven't worked in these other genres. I haven't met some of these people who I would like to meet. Uh, I'd like to find out my friends who have left and gone on and do done these things. I'd like to find out what their experience is like. And uh, so it's been it's been fun. And and it's also for people who want to get into the business to uh, uh, to to see kind of what it is. Because so, I talk about process That's at least cool. at one point in it. Yeah, cool. I'm giving people. back. I'm giving I know back. You are. That's the way I am. You know that. Is there anything you want to plug before we uh, say goodbye? You got writersblockpodcast.com? Yeah, writersblockpodcast.com. It's uh, at writersblockpod, I think is the Twitter. And oh I'm God. at J.R. Havlin. I'm sure you throw that shit in there. Yeah, that shit's all. Yeah, you're going to want to go to that. That's, that's a, a I party mean, pack. If I you got... want more of this, and you do. <laughs> all right, J.R. Well, that, this was fun talking to you. I don't I don't get a lie. That was like different from what Man, I'm I... so glad that this was fun talking to you is not in your notes right there. That would have been yeah. a real bummer. Oh, it is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, JR. Close with I, John. Fun talking to you. I really am 
glad that something about not letting the door hit you yeah, in the ass the on there. And can you get that in there? Message to John since I've read that you were <laughs> Here's my packet. Do you know what the packet's like for Wilmore? <laughs> no, I don't. I do not. That's a very inside thing. You're talking about the new Larry Wilmore show. Yeah, people know that, man. Your your listeners are savvy. Well, thanks for doing this. All right, Todd. It's nice to see you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.